Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, a new podcast where myself, comedian, writer, and other things, Dane Baptiste, and my producer friend Howard Cohen, aka The Hizzer, and an ever-changing mix of special guests, pose the questions that need to be asked. We're talking everything from existentialism to the universe, the most banal things like, why put a warning about coffee being hot on a cup of coffee? Surely if you're holding the cup, you know it's hot. We question everything. On today's show, our guest is a British actor, writer and comedian who has appeared in The Mash Report on BBC Two, Horrible Science on CITV, sketch shows such as The Tracy Ullman Show and Newsjack, and he is also one third of the comedy sketch group Daphne, who are Edinburgh Award nominated, and he is also the co-star and writer of their radio show, Daphne Sounds Expensive, a series now available on BBC Radio 4. It's my homeboy, Jason Forbes. Hello. Hey. Hey. Hey Jason, that was quite seductive. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm good, man. You got you've got a good way of communicating orally with an A, not an O R <laughs> A U, which is obviously comes from radio practice. Because I was like, rah, 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 and you were like, oh, everybody, and got it right the first time. Just like lean into the mic, breathe in, and and speak. Yes, that that's works. Kind of the way. That's a, but it is smooth. It's a very smooth voice. That was very smooth. Yeah, mm, really? Yeah, that came across. Oh, no smooth. one ever commented on how smooth your voice is. No, never. It's Errol Brown smooth. It's pretty smooth. Is that that was the hot chocolate guy, right? Yeah. yeah that's how smooth it was. Oh, oh yeah. No, Start with a kiss. Yeah. yeah see, yeah. exactly. Lots of there's a, so there's a good texture all over the, the dulcet tones. Is that the correct use of dulcet then? I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sweet tones, right? That's where the etymology yeah, yeah, of dulcet yeah. is. Yeah. So mm. sweet tones. Do you sweet like tones. your voice, Jay? I mean, this isn't the, the question in the show, but. Do I like my voice? No, I actually hate my voice. Do you hate your voice or hear, hate hearing your voice back? Isn't that the same thing? I don't know. Uh, yeah. I you guess... hate it when you listen to yourself in things. Yeah, but I think that's quite normal, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I, I was told by my lovely lady that human beings aren't supposed to hear their voices and we're not supposed to see our reflections other than in water, like in like streams and stuff. How do you mean they're supposed to hear their voices? What do you mean Shouldn't by that? Shouldn't be able to, like, record, obviously because I guess it's the human evolution, like the ability to record our own voices is a relatively ah, new technology. And obviously sound, yeah. so far as the voice you make, travels in longitudinal waves, such so as air, whereas you record stuff on transverse waves. So maybe that's why it sounds weird to us. Ooh, that is true. So uh, apparently we're supposed to hear our own voices, I mean, apart from in our own heads. I mean, I don't like, people tell me that I sound like the uh, Paul Merton. You do actually. Yeah. Now you say it. Yeah. yeah. So this you might look, ruin this podcast now. You look like Paul Merton when you say Paul Merton. Right there. Yeah. Do it again. Say it again. I am Paul Merton. Uh, <laughs> just suddenly coming into the booth, uh, and it, I mean, but it drives you mad, like because people will stop, you know, stop you in conversation, and say, "Hey, hey, hey!" Before you continue, were you aware that you sound like Paul Merton? And, then and you're, you're like, say, "Please call an ambulance, please." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't have time for this. <laughs> well, I, mean, I just can't. I honestly can't bear it because particularly if you're selling, you know, my job, you, you pitch ideas, you yeah. know, and you'd be like this new thing, and they'd be like, you know, you sound a lot like Paul Merton. Like you haven't even listening to <laughs> yeah, me. You've been listening just, at all. Just that says a lot about Paul Mer- Merton's career, though. If you're mm. picturing him in his voice, and they're like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why I haven't really got any shows away, you know. Uh, <laughs> no, you, I'm you not attach Paul to them. <laughs> It would be, yeah. And, and he's just worse. here by a phone. We're not... A, he's exactly, not, you know, yeah. yeah, you, yeah. Just, you just do a pre-recording. I'm really annoyed you've said it because now that's what I'm thinking of Paul Merton. Paul Merton. What's interesting is that people... A lot of people don't know who he is. Really? Yeah, you'd be surprised how I'll be meeting people for the first time or whatever and they'll be like, who? You just go listen to Howard. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The guy that sounds like Howard and they go, oh, oh yeah. that, that guy. guy's been on television for how long? A real, a real long time. Mm. 80, 80 odd years now. Sure. Mm. And yeah. and people are like mm-hmm. anyway, that's the that's the country for you. There you go. <laughs> that's also something to my country. Do you mean like the country we live in, or just like people who live in the country? Uh, no, the, the the country we live the country in, or just yeah. London, London. I don't really? know. So you meant like you've gone outside London. I've never really left. No London. one knew who no. Paul Martin was. I feel like if that is what you're doing, then you should probably should stop leading conversations with Paul Merton comparison because <laughs> <laughs> it's overshadowing your whole narrative, Howard. 
Oh, good. Okay, well, we've learned right. something to start with. We have That's learned very something. good. Yeah. Something. So, so we, we can kick off our first question, Dane. It's we, exciting, then. It is exciting. We are happy to be here and we, uh, happy to have you, Jason. We and never know, do we, what you. they're going to say. The guest always goes first. Yeah, I, we try and keep it light. No, no pressure. But um, you have the floor for the first question, Jason. Can I ask you something first before, as in, mm. like, can I, not my actual question that I brought yet? Mm. Yes. But why, so I discovered the other day, you said in the intro, you talked about nuts. Yeah. But pine nuts, I discovered the other day that pine nuts aren't nuts. Mm. Now, why is there no, why is there nothing on a packet of pine nuts that says there are no nuts? That's, that's true. <laughs> but anyway, let's that's get really wow. good. That's really good. That's, yeah, wow. Yeah, you, what you, can I, I don't know how to like respond that. to that. I know, no. Why, is, why are nuts own. not? Why are pine nuts not nuts? I have no idea. I think they're seeds. That makes sense. But then, is that the same cola nuts as well? That's a type of nut, right? It's a cola nut. A cola nut doesn't it go in cola? I've heard of a cola nut. I don't think I've made that up. <laughs> or I've never heard of a cola nut. You've never heard of a cola nut. All right, I'm going to check if I've made that up. Allowed, you're allowed to Google. It's acceptable. Yeah, it, it has cola to be nut. in this day and age. But uh, you ever heard of a cola? No. Maybe I made it up, nut, guys. No. But we're going to find out. Um, what, a nut that goes into Coca-Cola? Oh, see, yeah. A cola nut is the fruit of the cola tree, mm. native, native to the tropical rainforests of Africa. The caffeine-containing fruit of the tree is used as a flavor ingredient in beverages and it's the origin of the word of the term cola. Ooh. Say what? Well, the bigger question is how easily you both were able to make me lose confidence in that <laughs> I actually knew. And then had That's to go the modern era it. we live in. You know. oh, man, that is terrible. You, you, it's either, you're either for or against something. No, it's, uh, exactly. We are uh, definitely... Gender is no longer binary, but so far as ideological disposition, totally. <laughs> totally. Anyway, we had a good yeah. pre-question question there. That was a good okay. question. You, you know that pine nuts aren't actually nuts. No, but, but you've set a high bar for yourself. Yeah. So the seeds of pine nuts in <laughs> Dane's brain. Okay, so I quite like poetry. Mm. Not to sound like a wanker. But I was reading, I don't know if you know the famous poem by Philip Larkin, This Be The Verse. They fuck you up, your mum and dad. Mm. How have your parents fucked you up? Oh, That's a good one. Very have good. Have Very give the good. little, gets the little. The guy gets a good smattering. Yeah. It's a, and, it, and it's a great poem as well. We will put some kind of link. It is. I remember studying that at school. I, really see, I, I had got that poetry book for Christmas previously. Haven't read all of it, but... Yeah, very, very poignant question. Ooh. From your mum and dad. Yeah, yeah. No, no. It was, <laughs> well, not from my mum and dad, no. Um, how, how have your parents affected you in a negative fucked, way? Fucked up. Uh, oh, in some ways, they oh, they definitely ha- they definitely have. But I don't blame them, just like I told my therapist now. <laughs> uh, I would say my parents have been together 40 years. And um, it's a long time. So they had their, I think they had a Ruby anniversary last year. Now, um... I have on very rare occasions seen my parents holding hands. And mm. I sometimes rationalize that to the point where I guess when you've been together for four decades, then these normal kind of public displays of affection or normal conventional ways, whether it's celebrating Valentine's Day or date nights. Sure. I think at some point, it, even that becomes a part of the tedium. However, it means that it's very hard for me to emulate something I've never seen. So I find holding hands very strange with a hmm. partner. And people always like, well, what's wrong? And I'm just like, I don't, just don't do that kind of thing. I just think it's weird because I just never saw it growing up. And it's not to say that my parents don't love each other, but you know, like I guess like any paradigm of any relationship, it's complicated and there are nuances to it that only they understand. So I've probably been able to understand that a lot more as I've gone older and been able to see them as people and not just my parents. Right. Um, so I guess that's probably fucked me up to an extent as well. Oh yeah, also once my dad went ballistic on me for uh, borrowing money from a neighbor. Like he, oh, really? he's a. I say my dad is. Uh, he's was it like, an untrustworthy neighbor? Or no, a, no. Because I bought, I borrowed a quid from my neighbor, and yeah, he uh, is very much against that. And right, uh, right. is it like a pride thing? Yeah, massively a pride thing, and mm. I think that's definitely it. That there was no need for me to do that, and yeah, they're very much. Uh, my parents are uh, first generation immigrants, so they're like. Mm. So for me, it's like you know, you don't lie, cheat, or steal. There's no like getting one over. There's no trying to circumvent the system is that you're a part of the system you work hard you earn your money you pay for your house all of the above and um i borrowed a pound from my friend to buy an action force annual 
I think it was like good a, reason to be fair. <laughs> yeah, right. Solid reason. Exactly. Not like they were buying me the fucking toys. Yeah. Did you so really borrow? Right. Were you going to pay it back? Yeah, I was going to pay it back because I mean I have nowhere to go to evade this debt. They across the road. <laughs> so yeah, but he did not like that. And yeah. that was one occasion, and it got fucked up. Then another time, had another kid from school. So you made, there's a time when you could buy sweets by the quarter, mm-hmm. and I used to like rhubarb and custards. I don't know why. Terrible. I have seven fillings now. Mm-hmm. So. And a kid. They are a bit me. rank, actually, mate. They are, yeah, yeah. They I'm are. Not a big fan of those. I, I was going through a phase. Some people eat licorice, okay, Howard? I, st- I still do. I enjoy licorice. Oh, I've, got, oh I've got a bag God. of licorice. I've got a bag of licorice. It's licorice like, what, do you carry it everywhere? Right yeah. Just oh, everywhere. Guys, do you know what um, I do is have? Is it no, wartime? And, and me, and, uh, me and Jason are going to just have a licorice <laughs> moment. But uh, licorice gum. I don't know if you're a fan. I So, as, <sighs> as someone who is incredibly obsessed with being efficient with everything I buy, and that's one of the reasons my parents fucked me up, segue. Mm. Uh, it, so I, I'm obsessed by how long does my chewing gum last mm-hmm. because if it doesn't last you know sometimes you buy gum and you're like oh this is shit it's like over in like this yeah. licorice gum airwaves it's not an advert but we can be sponsored by them if they're interested yeah. uh, lasts at least an hour I would argue because there's good... no taste in the first place because it's fucking licorice <laughs> that, disgusting you know what? should we oh, make so Dana <laughs> do you want to try the licorice gum uh, is, it, is it licorice and eucalyptus or just licorice it, 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 I, it does just I mean you can read it there what it says uh, I don't know. There's a lot of risks, Howard and Jason. Cause, <laughs> oh, black menthol. Although that does sound like a, <laughs> a sequel to it. Yeah, yeah so the black I mean, menthol sounds like a very good black exploitation film. <laughs> He's gone for it. I have. He's yeah, gone I'll try for it once. That's shocking. I'm, I'm hoping it's a majority menthol. I think. Can be, have you had these before? Yeah, I have. Yeah, they're, they're great. Good. They're you really know, solid. You know why chewing gum loses taste because your saliva. You can only taste things your saliva can dissolve. Oh. And obviously, chewing gum is made of like stabilizers and stuff, and that's why it doesn't dissolve. Right. So when it begins to lose its flavor, it's because all of the flavoring they put on it has been dissolved, and because chewing gum doesn't dissolve, you right, can't taste right. it, and that's why it tastes like disgusting gum in your mouth afterwards. Do you think that's also because, like, if you're around a smell and then you can't smell it anymore, is it like that? Does your brain just kind of go, "You've maybe. got that information now"? Well, maybe. Or, or mm-hmm. there's another thing called Moore's law, which I learned in business, where like if you hear like a sound, for example, or have a stimulus mm. that remains the same, then your mind can kind of phase it out. Right. So I think that's maybe what works with the smell. But it was, why, it doesn't was, that, why doesn't that work with your name? Someone's like, Dane, 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 <laughs> Dane, <laughs> Dane, Dane. Why is that so annoying? I don't know, because it depends, it depends who's saying it or if, they, if their tone changes. Mm. Or maybe I've just, I have to train my brain to always remain excited when I hear my own name. Imagine if you lived your whole life and you just heard Dane, Dane. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like a really, really average Black Mirror. Yeah, exactly. Or oh, this sounds uh, like dang. it sounds like how cocaine works. I don't do cocaine, but no. this this is yeah. not bad. I'm going to say. Okay, we're going to. This is not that bad. And, uh, he's also, just done a line, by the way. Yeah, yeah. What he's talking about. Just, uh, yeah, exactly. The line's fine. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I, I need to get to the point of that story. Sorry, because mm. uh, sorry, rhubarb. We disgusting. Were... I mean, yeah. I still probably, I probably this is probably as good as rhubarb and custards to me. Tastes like army and navies. Anyway, um, friend of mine lived on another neighbor. He was like, "Oh, Dane, you want to get some sweets?" I was like, "I can't get sweets. I have no money." He was like, "I'll buy them for you." I was like, "Oh, that sounds like a good idea." That was not a good idea because mm. then he came to my house and he was like, "Hey, Dane, I got those sweets you asked for." And I was like, motioning to him, very, <laughs> "Do not bring those up. My dad is here." And he was like, "Oh, what do you mean, man? Here you go, buddy." And I was like, "Thank you." And then uh, my dad was like, "He's not taking those." Ooh. And uh, suffice to say, I was disciplined. And I feel like the trauma of borrowing money mm. <laughs> and the punishment, the subsequent punishment, is the reason I don't have a mortgage. Mm. Are, we talk, are we talking Caribbean discipline? Yes. It's a euphemism. It's, Car- oh, it's okay. a Caribbean you're discipline. Gonna, you guys are going to have to give me some <laughs> explanation. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm from the, you know. It means uh, not being able to sit down for a bit. Right. But uh, we are, which is which is a generation worse, I think. It was making it sound worse. So I have to explain Caribbean discipline uh, in pre, pre-new labor, I'd say, mm. uh, I guess. Um, a time when smacking your child to discipline them was acceptable. Yeah, of course. Now, Generations ca- have changed. Exactly, you know? but I want—I need to make sure I, I give the caveat have. that they haven't really changed. But no. Caribbean discipline is that it's—you uh, ask, you may be smacked, but it's not like I don't have any broken bones. It's not the kind of thing where I have to wear like polonex to hide like bruises. Mm. But it's like anywhere where there's a gathering of flesh. So it's almost like the opposite of mm. how U- UFC works in that <laughs> rather than making me tap out by like a joint lock or like potential contusion, it's more like you know. I guess the worst thing would be the equivalent pain of sunburn. Mm. What do you think, Jason? Is that accurate description? I agree. I, agree. Yeah. I know. It's like, you know, I uh, a lot of cultures, it's still, you know, yeah, it was in a kind of know. idiom would be like, how you translate it, would be like, you know, click round the ear roll. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, that kind of thing. 
I remember, uh, you know, because <laughs> I'm I'm not a violent person anyway. I've never been in a fight. That's cool. Which man. is remarkable if you meet me and spend time with me that no one's ever punched me in the face. You know? <laughs> That's not but true. I mean, the, uh, you, always, you bring good snacks. I didn't. Because they're about to punch you and you're like, I sound like Paul Merton. <laughs> Don't I sound like Paul Merton? <laughs> Paul Merton. Uh, but my, I remember when I was playing um, Commodore 64 with my oldest brother, who's 12 years older than me. And I was at primary school and um, we were playing some game. And at school that day, uh, someone had introduced the word uh, apologies for people with sensitive ears to swearing. Uh, cunt uh, into the playground not knowing obviously what it meant and I was calling my brother <laughs> who, a cunt and he's at like 20 and as he hears me do this he's like what? He, like, <laughs> drags me out to my dad and I remember my dad hit me the hardest he ever hit me on the back of my hand and that's all that was the only physical discipline I ever remember really as a kid which yeah. from I think from what you guys are saying that's like getting off lightly like, though. Ow yeah, you cunt. <laughs> 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 Jason, yourself, uh, your, your Caribbean discipline experience? Caribbean discipline experience. Yeah. Well, what you said about pre-new labour was quite interesting because my parents stopped and I thought, great, they've had a change of heart, they've sat down, they've talked about it, and then now I realise it's just the law. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just really annoying. It's fed in line. But it did, it did kind of, it did mean for many years of my life, I just thought if someone pisses you off, you just, you just hit them. them. Yeah. So now I'm really quite anti it. Mm. Yeah, but I talked to my parents about it, and they're like, "What? What are you talking about?" That's the best part of it. That's the best part. It's the it's the it's the post it's the post it's the uh it's it's the post traumatic uh amnesia Mm. that comes with Caribbean discipline. Yeah, is that whatever kind of I guess, and you know, the phrase this is going to hurt me a lot more than it hurts you actually originates in slavery. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because what used to happen is that mothers would hit their slave children to prevent a slaver from doing it. Because right. they would beat them obviously too severely to the point of death. Mm. So they would hit them and be like, I'll hit this kid for you. This kid's no good. Mm. So, and then they'd say, This hurts me more than it hurts you because they're wow. obviously hurting their child to stop them from being in mortal danger from being beaten. And that transgressional practice has passed on today where it's like you almost have to you have to prepare your kids mm. with this discipline because, like, you know, the world may attack you. So, yeah. this is going to be toughened up. Because in a weird way, it was like that kind of conditioning meant when you got into trouble at school, like, especially in primary school, it was like, yeah. No one here is actually going to be able to hurt me mm. because... My... But that violence leading know. to violence theory is like, you know, there for a reason. I think it's valid. I think because uh, mm. this thing is like, like Jay said, he's not really on board with it. And I'm not... I'm, and some kids are like... And I, and I speak to other my peers and other Caribbean peers and they're like, well, when I have kids, I want to smack them. I can't wait. Yeah. It's like, it's almost <laughs> like they, they, they're looking forward to, you know, yeah. exacting their revenge yeah. or, you know, claiming their legacy. And for me, it's like, I, it wasn't like a regular occurrence. And like my older sister rarely if ever got hit so yeah, right. i oh, feel yeah, like so and, and and it also is not to say that it means that it's axiomatic that if you discipline a child physically then they're not going to get in any trouble when you're older mm. because mm. any trouble i got into was not really to do with my parents although you know fear of disappointing them or angering mm. them probably was more scary than the law of any kind of gang or any yeah. street culture but um i think when you're uh, you know as a as a kid you know i think your parents are going to fuck you up one way or the other and i think yeah. that's the, the kind of punishment element is definitely going to be because that you what you started talking about there was a punishment but of, of the fact that you borrowed that money yeah and 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 the reality of that is that's expectation that they have for how they want Race, to be yeah, seen more than yeah. want to be seen as well it's like ethics. yeah oh, yeah so it's definitely yeah. about yeah it's just outward appearances and I mean, you know, my mum almost had, she has like a you know there's a hyacinth bouquet level of like esteem mm. so far as like how she uh how the household is perceived so it wasn't so the idea of me borrowing money from a neighbor like especially mm. some of such a small amount to my parents it's like you're suggesting to these people who, and they already have the stigma of being immigrants and how they were able to have their home on like mm. a resident on a, a terraced house on a relatively in a relatively affluent area now so they're probably dealing with their own kind of managing yeah. their own potential inferiority complexes. So me adding to it by like borrowing from the local kids, like, mm. but that didn't go for it. And I was like, mm. so I'm always like borrowing money and being in debt scares me so much. Like I didn't have an overdraft. I've never had an overdraft. Wow. Like, this is the real way that they've got to you. Yeah, this is not a bad thing. I didn't, I didn't have no, an overdraft no, 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 no. when I was in, when I was in university and like my dad pretty much managed my finances. And my, so my student loan and stuff was paid oh. off. And like, for me, the idea of a mortgage where I'm going to have a debt over my head for a decade I'm not saying I don't want a house, but sure. and, and I know this is, there is probably part of me from that childhood trauma where I'm like, I would rather pay a ca- house off in cash mm. rather than have a debt over my head. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I, I mean, it's I think not it's rational, really. I think it's interesting because, you know, I think about how a million... Like, I could genuinely sit here for the next week and explain to you the different ways that my family have fucked me up in some yeah. in some minor details. Just the way I am about being sick. You know, it's yeah. like, I, I've played uh, the classic Millhouse character. For most yeah. of, you, know, the, you know, there's no way out of that. When you're a yeah. young Jewish kid with glasses, you know what? It just, it just happens. I feel sickly. I'm in bed for two days, you know? Like, my mum definitely helps facilitate that, you know? The yeah. kind of mental mindset that she had you know but like all the million like oh, i'm just like my dad was an east london bloke <laughs> yeah. and he mm. he loved to get angry yeah and his deep reflex reaction was anger at things mm. it's like i'm so ready to do that you know it's like you get infected but i think you can re rewire yourself i don't know if you find this jason yeah. the ways that your parents messed you up yeah i think so so like what i was saying about hitting a kid i don't know i don't want to make my parents sound like <laughs> yeah it was an era it was yeah, an, era. an era and things at the time and like i said it's like and again not excusing it but it's like it didn't come across as like abuse kind of thing yeah and hey and do you so, still love them yeah of yeah. course yeah there you go so they didn't do that bad a job you know and I, and I think and also like and then when to ask them about it, you get to one of two responses where it's either they're like i don't remember that happening yeah or, <laughs> or, or it's um like it's nothing compared to what happened to me, mm. so that kind of thing, and it's just yeah, as a, as a given. So it's like so. My dad, for example, is really critical all the time. Yeah. Like if you're a kid, that really gets to you. So like, I remember saying, "I want to play the guitar," and I was like, "What do you want to play that for? You be shit." And like, <laughs> oh, so you don't pick it up. But then after a while, that turned into like a reaction where I was like, "No, I'm gonna do it." Him. But right. then if I wanted to do it, he would like support me in it. So mm. even though he's saying it, it yeah. would be more kind of like. What do you want to do that for? A shit. Anyway, here's the money for some lessons. Yeah. Was it's it that like that with acting and comedy? Um, not really, actually. I never really spoke to him about that. But what if, there was a real moment of revelation when I was in, I think I was I was in my grandmother's kitchen, and my dad, for some reason, decided to take up salsa dancing. I have no idea why. Um, <laughs> but he's great. He's a really good dancer. Right. Um, but he was like, yeah, I went to my first salsa dancing class, and then his mother was like, what do you want to do that for? I'm gonna be shit. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and it all oh! yeah, yeah. That all makes no, sense. There's no way out of it, but you can rewire. I think mm. that's that's the. Oh thing. no, definitely. I think I think unle- I think un- unlearning, uh, mm. for lack of a better uh, word, is a. Uh, I think it's a big part of of human development. I think mm, I think yeah. most of the complexes that we have are just functions of uh, either learned behavior. And that's the thing, yeah. even with parents, is that it's not so much the stuff they say. It's uh, kind of sometimes looking at their routine, which mm. can even make you, uh, uh, I guess, a. Uh, a victim or a product of your environment. So mm. I tell you the one that sticks with me, with my dad, blimey, he's like, would eat. <laughs> he would eat when he when he watches something. So if he watches te- telly, he'd want to eat something with it. And I'm still fighting off <laughs> those urges that he taught me yeah. to just be like, oh, I'm going to sit down and watch something. I should eat something. I do that as well. I think. But that, I think my dad does the same yeah, thing. Yeah, that's a really that. weird. I think there's like I, I even have like dining based programming. Mm. Where it's mm. not too heavy, so I don't have to necessarily. If it's not too verbose, I don't have to focus on the script and the yeah and, and the storyline. Like only fools and horses much. would be that for me. <laughs> or yeah. like you know, I'm going to follow a canon is always something good to what uh, eat to. Yeah, do you know what I really like eating to, and I have no idea why. Judge Judy. No, no. That is that's my that's my dad's favorite show. To give you an idea of really? this, this guy is a, wow. my dad is a disciplinarian. Yeah. Judge Judy is <laughs> one of his favorite shows, and I and and, and, I, and I think and again. <laughs> Again, and my, da- and my dad so my dad is somebody who definitely always values logic over emotion in discourse so Ooh, yeah. when you're having when he's having an argument or, or he'd exchange with anybody he is always on the side of logic and uh, putting together a case and citing mm. precedent mm. and facts to, to, to win an argument and again I, don't, I, I think I picked that behaviour up and I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing because it means you're able to have a discussion in a rational way mm. but again in terms of relationships or you're dealing with people or dealing with emotion it's very hard for me to uh, empathize with people or engage them emotionally mm. because i'm always trying to focus on the facts yeah. and it can make you come across as being very cold but then at the mm. same time it can be very valuable in comedy as well so um there yeah. will always be uh, a pro and a con to everything that a parent does i think really most yeah. most of the time i, I think in most and i think it was a, a, a bloody good bloody good question it's a really good question yeah. also we could just mom, do an mom, hour on that also my mum mm. is a, a massive neurotic so i'm always like so I'm kind of an insomniac and uh, mm. uh, lack patience, and yeah. I think which is not entirely her fault because difficulties during the birth, and I was I was born with jaundice, so I feel like because of that, 
I guess that feeling that my birth was a race against time. Mm. I feel that's kind of passed on to me. So I have a lot of issues with like patience and yeah. uh, and attention and uh, and uh, mm. keeping still. Um, so I, I, yeah, I feel like yeah, my parents, all parents fuck you up. Mm. And uh, but I feel at the same time it's kind of um, they don't get any prior practice to being a parent. Yeah. So and, and they, I think mine did actually. My brothers were older. Yeah, massive. They're, they're ten and twelve yeah. years. Well, yeah, I'm the youngest as well. Yeah, yeah. Cool. What's the age gap between you and your uh, 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 next sibling? My eldest brother is God. He's eleven years older than I am. Oh, yeah. mm. Um, and I think back. You know, my mum was sixteen. My dad was eighteen. So okay, very oh. very young. Yeah, yeah. My mum's family is very Catholic. So yeah, you think of all the kind of stigma. Of course, yes. And so all that kind of my brother's always talking to me about how much how lightly I got off my sister says that and there's, there's only two years between us <laughs> yeah. but she, to hear her tell it it's like 12 years <laughs> mm. and she's like you have no idea how easy you have it you're so spoiled you're so spoiled yeah. uh, it's like there's a lot easier ways for parents to track what I'm doing now yeah and mm. yeah also like my, so my brother's called Mark Anthony which I think is great it's cool um, my sister Chantelle Louise I'm Jason Alexander and then my eldest brother's always like and I'm just Dean <laughs> <laughs> Dean yeah. Respect, to Dean. So respect to Dean. Yeah. Respect to Dean. They won't call him Norman. So I, I oh, he's got yeah, a right. He's a right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My hairdresser is called Dean. So you know, yeah. I think Dean's great. Yeah, Dean's not. Bad, Sorry to all the Normans. Yeah. Well, listen, it's not an easy life in yeah. Norman. No. Um, but uh, that was a, that was a very good. That question. was a really good question. Yeah. Um, so um, so Dane, it's over to you. Or unless you want me to go, yeah. I'll, I'll happily go. You go. I, uh, yeah. You want to yeah. mole? I want to mole because that was a, that was a better question than I was expecting. <laughs> Not that, not that I set my sights very low, but it was very... Is it... No, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because it, it could be anything. Um, so, uh, we have, you know, Jay, so my question yeah. uh, today is, is partly based on our, our guest, who, who who works on one of the most interesting satirical shows, The Mass Report. Uh, you know, it's, uh, I, I think, a real great flag planted in the ground in britain for satirical yeah, it, it comedy is, you know? uh, it is it is uh, yeah. very good i think i think I you think... can't have escaped the clips which i'm sure we'll share on our twitter and like and I've, I've... they don't need our help they've they got like millions and millions and millions yeah. of people watching and it. i think if we look at a brief historical window of like three to five years it's probably the best uh show of its genre that mm. we've seen for a while that's oh, uh, we've needed this viable. we've needed, needed this show. And it... thanks guys so far so good man so far yeah. so good we're, so my question happy, uh comes from the fact that obviously i think some of the best stuff that's come out of the mash report has been American uh, in theme because there's this guy in charge of America who we've yeah. all uh, noticed, and I've I've kind of started to think about something recently which kind of fascinates me. I'll see what you guys. This is my question, which is like, if you were going to pick a country, any country to have a special relationship with, mm. who would you pick? <laughs> because looking at those guys right now. <laughs> Mm, I don't know if I really want that special relationship. Like yeah. this is, they don't, you know, this isn't a relationship that I feel like I need right now. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of us are probably full there. So you can, you know, take a second and to think it, about. And, it, and is that, are we speaking as in the capacity of being like a, a, a statesman of another nation? Well, it's almost like, I think that, what, what do you, what, what, first of all, what do we think that means? Because we hear it all yeah, the time exactly, though. Yeah. The special relationship. Well, that's, that's the interesting thing because the special relationship, no one, well, as far as I'm aware, in the White House in America, gives a damn about the special relationship. I mean, it's not, it's just not a thing. I mean, there's a, I think there's an article in the New York Times about Obama, like, putting down the phone once, and just laughing at the use of the words, the phrase special relationship. Like, it's just not a thing. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a thing that exists here. Well, because um, we, we, we want to, yeah, here. we want to pretend that we have mm. the, uh, you know. It's a kind of outdated concept, I think. But in terms of, like, which, I don't know which country I'd, Want to have a special relationship? You can see my I mean, point being that this is the last person, you know, because obviously, the, you know, yeah. he, mm. the, it, the the evidence we've collected the data. He's had like eighteen months. We've collected the data. The research is in. This is not a guy you need to be. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's you know, it's, the, it's like you don't want to get in a car if you're driving home. This isn't the guy you want to give a lift, you mm. know, like he's the no. last guy. No. So it's like, God, what country would I pick if I could go for a different country? I want to say Japan. Hmm. It's a good country. Say mm. Japan, you know, it's a highly industrialized, uh, relatively the same size with the same superiority complex that the UK <laughs> has. So we're small, but we'll have you. Um, 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Yeah. Sushi's great. The food's good. <laughs> and, and, you know, considering we have an obesity crisis in the UK where they have the, some of yeah. the lowest incidence of heart disease. Japan so, fascinates me in yeah. the country. In, you know, they think they'd be a reliable friend, wouldn't they? I, don't know. I think so. I think they are, aren't they? I mean, I they, they seem relatively reliable. Quite I think reliable. they and they they have a similar structure where they have a a monarchy and then mm. they have a, a prime they have a prime minister right mm. as well. So yeah. there's a lot of parallels in that respect. Yeah. Um, Do we know how got... evil they are? Is there evil going? On? I don't I don't hear much evil. It's kind of recently, evil everywhere. Or, this is my point. Yeah, there's, there's evil yeah, everywhere. Yeah. This is why it's it's really they've got quite a big gang culture. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right, which yeah. is almost which is quite, like almost quasi corporate. Yeah. Gang right. culture. So maybe if yeah. I could, you know, use take their lead to try and incorporate kind of organized crime mm. and then tax it massively that might reduce some violent <laughs> crime even though i'd have a significant vice problem absolutely i'd also you know maybe reduce violent crime mm. be able to monetize it or make money from the proceeds and reinvest that into kind of s- social care or health care yeah. mm. so well, japan's got a big social care problem at the moment hasn't it because it's it's got too many it's basically got loads of old people and not very many young people and they're right. not having kids so there's a vacuum yeah. For all these horny British people to go and take care of, like, <laughs> stop wasting your time in Spain. Yeah. Go over to Japan, mm. where you're too far away for us to see the shame you're bringing upon mm. our nation. <laughs> and also, like, it means you're contributing to diversity. And then, mm. if you're an Anglo-Saxon Protestant, then you get to contribute to the whole diversity argument as well. Mm. Yeah. In yep. Japan, where it doesn't work anywhere else. I wonder what they'd yeah. make of us. You know, like. Oh, in Japan, who the if, Japanese? If, if, you, if you took this, you see what I mean? This idea of this special relationship. Because the thing about it is that I, I think you know, kind of, I'm just looking at that phrase in a newspaper. That's why yeah. it made me think about this question. You just kind of go, what is that even? <laughs> what yeah, does that what even? Does what does that say about us? It sounds we, like bribery. Well, it sounds like bribery, but it sounds like basically like because you know you can't help but notice that the 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 Cold War, you know, kind of smell in, in mm. the air at the moment. Yeah, and it's be like, yeah, we're with these guys. He's that yeah. guy that fucks porn stars. Yeah, we're with him. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what? Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, is there other people we can go and, like, buddy? Because we're quite small when you look at the extra no, size of the country. I know, but we're, we're Airstrip Air 1, as we mm. were described in 1984. <laughs> and, is that uh, true? And I think, I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, you think about it, like... Uh, as in, was it, were we called that? Yeah, Airstrip 1. So the funny. UK or London was like Airstrip 1. Yeah. So we're like a close fit of America's. And if you look, so Anglo, uh, the Anglo-American relationship has always been longstanding. And then mm. you also have the Sino-Russian one. Yeah, which is obviously seems to become a lot more prevalent again now, uh, and uh, yeah, those are always kind of the big superpowers. Ooh. That kind of and then yeah, kind of and I suppose NATO is one as well. I feel like maybe there's like a parallel, maybe there's a like a social care parallel here because I feel like so there's like this whole post World War Two thing where Britain was in loads of debt and then said to America, "Can we have some money?" And they were yeah. like, "Yeah." They're like, great, we're going to go rebuild the empire. They're like, uh, no, that's the condition. Yeah, you're not allowed to no, do that. No empire now, it's us mm. now. So and now we're like the old parent who won't die. Pretty much. And they're... the very old parent is like, we remember when there was a crown. And they're like, <laughs> the father's talking again. Yeah. We're going to get a lot of Daily Mail. Fans, like, Please give us podcast. money. You probably could. Well, <laughs> is, is it? Oh, then again, is, the Vag- is Vatican City still considered a, a nation? Yeah, it's kind of a. Yeah, I guess it is. Mm. Mm. Uh, maybe, I think it's still sovereign. Special relationship. Yeah. Impunity for any crimes I may commit. <laughs> Sounds attractive yeah. as well. Yeah. That'd be quite fun. One of those weird bubble cars. That's still in knighthoods, you get sainthoods. Yeah, you get sainthoods mm. as well. Mm. Uh, tax exemption. Mm. Make it very yeah. attractive. Yeah. For, uh, 
I mean, I, I look at I'm looking at Russia now as well at the moment, just thinking like, oh god, because if that is really, a, 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 you know, he, he he clearly is uh, a difficult character, mm, a nice yes. way to describe Putin. Yeah, who very well may have agents listening. So. Yeah, I mean, I think I just say his name. Yeah. People can probably, you know, it registers on some kind of radar. You know who. Yeah. And it flags up. Yeah. He who must not be known. Yeah. Well, it begins with a V as well. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. Coincidence? I think not. Also, one of the schools in Goblet of Fire were Russian based. Right. Really? Yeah. Right. As well as Good there was knowledge. this other French school in Harry Potter, who I am assuming are the Merovingians. Yeah. So, these are like the old noble kind of class of like Russia and France, yeah. respectively, and who we still maintain close relationships with. Yeah. Um, so this is the other thing. So like, we, this is really annoying. So like, you know, you're talking about special relationships with countries. Mm. It's kind of frustrating that so someone like Donald Trump is basically just is America, mm. whereas you go to America and you, there are so many nice places, there are so many nice people. He's not necessarily reflective of the whole of America. So it's annoying that the special relationship has to be. You know, Head with, kind of with the people in charge, rather yeah. than yeah. with the people of the country. And I think, you know, like Russia has Russia has this great enmity towards the West, which originates from just a kind of family argument that happened between the grandchildren of Queen Victoria. So it's so annoying that all these people are dragged into these conflicts. Yeah, yeah, and born into it, and we're still we're, we're still kind of seeing the effects of them that. and allowing them to. It's just a family yeah. argument. The whole, mm. all of well, it is a family argument. World War, right? And yeah. the first well, one as well. First World War, yeah. Yeah, so it's all, yeah, family yeah. arguments. Which I feel like, were I to form a special relationship, then I would definitely push for uh, states uh, states uh, representatives to fight stuff out in the in the cage. Yeah. As, <laughs> as opposed to mobilizing yeah. armies and stuff. I think if you declare war, yeah. there should be like an initial fight. like uh, A duel or something. Yeah, like. initial duel or like a mixed yeah. martial arts fight. Yeah. Whether, you know, because you know Putin's always topless anyway, for example. Mm. So he gets like some gloves and. I don't fancy Theresa May's chances, if I'm honest. Uh, in a duel. In a duel with anyone. I mm. you say that, but you'd be surprised what these people can get up to once <laughs> yeah. they have to face their own mortality. Yeah. To the you... death? Is it battle to the death? Why not? Yeah. War is, and you think Theresa May is above biting someone's ear off? I think she'd do it. <laughs> I mean, she's Putin... a run through yeah. fields of wheat that of that she didn't belong to her. No. So mm. she's already come from a criminal class since she was a child, and she admitted that herself on television. But that's different to a headlong. Well, my, you've got to start somewhere. <laughs> my nephew calls Theresa May Theresa May. Is that a thing? <laughs> like, has, has he stolen that from somewhere? I find that really funny. I'm, Why I, are I people like not doing this anymore? Well, it's yeah. Tresemme. I like Tresemme. Yeah. Is, that, is it still a popular brand of shampoo? I think so. Is it, anyone who's seen me recently knows it's, I've kind of stopped well, following shampoo as yeah. much as I used to. <laughs> <laughs> The, the, the people I was wondering who might be useful to have, um, you know, kind of like maybe we'll buddy up with these guys and, you know, we'll kind of leave the America behind. Hmm. Kind of looked at um, Scandinavia. Like there's something going on with Scandinavia's image at the moment. You Iceland know, always has a good image. Iceland and Norway. and You notice how these come up yeah. in conversation like, oh, we, sh we should be like them. Yeah. Nobody really has any most of the time any fucking clue what they're talking about when it comes to what the what makes something appealing about their lifestyles out there though isn't there yeah I mean, it, again well, low incidences of heart problems and disease mm. but then at the same time like, really high suicide rates yeah exactly that's what i was thinking everyone says that scandinavia is like this great utopia but i mean it's not progressive i think i think when you're dealing with like almost ritualistic suicide you're going to be more progressive when you are alive mm. you want to kind of ma mm. as you probably maximize your time spent uh, with sunlight yeah they're also quite um, I was listening to a radio show about like, Scandinavian social democracy you know really high taxes and then really um, you know lot, lots of services provided by government weirdly the effect has been a kind of like individualization of Scandinavian society so down to if you go to dinner with someone you don't split the bill you pay for what you had uh -huh. it's all very like so individual we don't need anyone else yeah there's an app for that, isn't there? <laughs> for what? Splitting the bill. You go for dinner. Oh, is there? Like, Maybe split-wise. Is it split-wise? Might be, yeah. So you pay exactly what you had. Oh, so if you got, oh, I mean, God, like, like a dinner weird. party with friends and stuff. Yeah. Can you oh, imagine? <laughs> revolutionary. <laughs> I mean, I got into an argument about that once. Because I didn't drink. So why should I pay for all the yeah. people that drunk booze? That's, That's pretty, fair, isn't it? Yeah. It seems fair. Depends on what people are drinking. 
um, tequilas. Yeah, and nah, yeah, mm. that's outrageous. Yeah, I, I, th- I think I think my my uh, cousin did something very. He what he did is that they had like a set meal, so it's like three choices, maybe three or four choices of starter, main, and dessert, mm. and then that was just a base rate, and then everyone chose. And then if you want it, and then they had the bar. So if anyone wanted to get drinks, they could just go and order them themselves. Hmm. Saves you all the argument because then everyone yeah. else is going to split the same bill. Mm, yeah. And then he drinks, drinks that elective and then you can go and do it that way. Clever. So that was a way to deal with that. Nice little tip for people at home there. Yeah. Mm. Um, but you the it was, it was in Norway that does the look after themselves with the bill. Thing. Oh, well, this, this, well, I guess Scandinavian democracy is across all of mm. those countries, Sweden, Finland, Norway. But this, this particular program was about Sweden. Mm. And, you know, someone was just observing that they felt it had made everyone quite individualistic in a weird way, even though we look to them as this kind of great collective good. What I'm saying is everywhere is fucked up. Mm. It looks like there's nowhere to have a relationship. There was nothing wrong with saying that. Yeah, (laughs) Places are fucked up. Because at first I thought Dubai, because then it might be some relative security (laughs) because it is like the world's bank and everyone puts their money through there. So I guess it's security. But then I thought, it's also a very secure state kind of built on slave labor so mm. that may not look good so everywhere's kind of fucked up so we don't want a special relationship with anyone then really well maybe that's the definition of a special relationship is that it's a relationship that mm. is kind of tolerable while overlooking mm. human rights abuses or social inequality yeah it's just that idea that you're like they're my guys you know like yeah. <laughs> that's the thing that well, it's kind I mean, of weird about it isn't it yeah well i guess it's it's just politically expedient i mean the who else is there? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you, you could be say like there's so many controversial countries. Canada. Like Canada. Canada would sound right, doesn't it? I yeah. like I like Canada. Yeah. I give them. Jason's not convinced. What's wrong with Canada, Jason? <laughs> no, Canada's great. It's What's wrong right. with it? What a... I'm saying is what. So if we have a special relationship with a country, what is it for? What what do image? Think it is? Image. I, but it's not about image, is it? But part of it must be kind of about the fact that you identify with this 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 culture and these people and their output in in the world. Now that's that's what that's what I've always kind of assu- assumed yeah. it is partly like like we're with those guys, you know. It's yeah. Like, yeah. And, and you kind of think, God, we're with those guys who basically are crumbling from within. Well, you can deny the relationship. That's how it worked with the the Afghan mujahideen in the Soviet invasion. Mm. America were like these people will help us liberate from the Soviets, and then yeah. now they're like. Oh. Taliban, no, mm, no, yeah. that's bad. You know, so that's, or I guess, kind of mobilizing the Contras in Nicaragua. Yep. So mm. special relationships can, or you know, Iraq. Yeah. During the Iraq-Iran war, yeah. America like these guys are okay. Yeah. And yeah, not so much. So, come along. I guess maybe if we can be fickle with our special relationship, then. Hmm. And do a little bit yeah. of trade and then be like I don't even know these but you guys. don't think these things exist basically is what I think, I think yeah. what these special relationships yeah it's, it's, it's kind of just there well, I just think that all, all political alliances are, are political alliances and it's got to be like you know who you're trading with um, it depends what you want I mean um, it's never really about image it's more who's got the biggest army who you're going to trade with who mm. that's the sad fact of, of politics I guess who can there help isn't really... impose these economic sanctions on the nations that we don't have a special relationship with and who will follow us when we do that so yeah yeah they're, they're all they're all political I mean I can't imagine most just give it just given I guess the experience of most people that do end up uh, working in diplomacy mm. I don't think anyone's like oh I can't wait to hang out with Donald Trump yeah like mm. even from a, like a, a point a point of maybe snobbishness they might want to speak to somebody with no kind of diplomatic qualifications or experience and mm. who is uh, very adverse to reading well <laughs> and spends most of his evenings apparently just eating mcdonald's yeah, yeah. just lives on burgers I really don't know why they haven't someone hasn't managed to get photos of what goes on but it's mm. just i mean but at the same time think we, it wouldn't be great to see those photos of him lying on a bed just nuggets everywhere <laughs> yeah but at the same time he, he embodies such a, a a strong i guess stereotype of the uh quintessential middle american yeah, in terms of like his uh, thinly veiled expression of attractionist towards his daughter, yeah, and his his, his fling with the porn star, um, multiple porn stars, multiple porn stars. Is it really multiple? Uh, yeah. Then the sexism Shock. and the racism <laughs> and the and the uh, rampant or ruthless uh, capitalism. Mm. Uh, but he is excellent at firing people. I think it's worth pointing out. He's mm. very good. If you wanted to sack someone, if you wanted to get rid of me, Dave, Donald would do a good job. Dismissal was the easiest part. I think mm. of. Of uh, the exchange of late of capital and services is just being like no, go yeah. away, goodbye. 
that's it's, it's I think the only thing is second only to someone saying I don't want to buy your thing. Yeah, I think firing yeah. people is pretty easy. Is he that yeah. good at firing people though? Well, he, he's managed to get through pretty much everyone. Yeah, in Washington yeah. so far, and, all, and then they've all gone on to reveal about him. I can't, I'm actually reading Fire and Fury at the moment. Oh, it's so good! I'm a third of the way through. Have you done it? I've so, not read it. No, it's good. Do you know what? Do the if I recommend doing the audiobook. Really? Yeah, yeah, because it's like <laughs> it's like that soap opera that you can't. You know, like God, this is quite poor writing, really. Like, yeah, this yeah. is not very well written soap opera. Mm. And actually, it's like, yeah, you yeah, know, well, exactly how this is what happens. Great. Yeah, I, th- I, it's definitely worth a read. I will give it a go. All right, fine. We won't have any special relationship yeah. with anyone. We we I can't. We haven't got any options. It was a good question. I'm saying we have relationships. Well, we have relationships. They're just never I think, special. I think, yeah. I think it was a good question. Just one I wasn't able to answer. No, no, a, that's all right. Well, there we go. And, and I think it's the first unanswered question of the of the podcast. Which well, it's called Dame Betty's questions everything, not answers everything. So. Yeah, okay. So it's still in line with the, <laughs> no, of the podcast. Uh, do, that's the that's second what's... podcast that we're starting <laughs> yeah. in two weeks. Start no. Um, next, so, yeah. the next question is: Is your answer to this question no? <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for someone to come in here and say something and we just go uh, fuck what? no what are you talking about uh, no. yeah. do, do one uh, so Dane it's over to you cool you look pumped I'm pretty I'm pretty pumped yeah. uh, I hope we can get something out of this Jason uh, award nominated writer actor comedian mm. now you get a blank check carte blanche to do a remake of a film so the only stipulation you have is you have to do a remake of a film. Let's say from circa 1980s to 1990s. What film do you remake? There is there is a film that I'm trying to remake at the moment, but it's from oh. the 50s. Oh, okay. Well, given that you are, you already have experience, we're going to allow 50s as well. So please, what what is the film? Should I talk about it? Oh, it's dangerous. The, I'm trying to get the rights to it. Ah, do I don't want, I don't want to jinx it. What a complicated question. We Maybe I'll choose it. a different film. Yeah, you Let, can choose oh, a let's, different yeah, film. Let's do a different film. Or let's say that you've you've now you've got the film you wanted. It's done well enough. So now you've been, as a result of which you've been given mm. carte blanche to remake a film for the, an eighties to nineties demographic. Which film do you do next? Oh, which film do I remake? God, it's a good one. That's annoying because if you you want to choose a great film, but then why would you want to remake a great yeah a great film? Mm. It might. I mean, the first things that come to my head are things like Airplane, The Naked Gun. Nice. I guess comedy, re- yeah, remaking yeah. something with that kind of flavor where they're a bit like looking at a painting where you look in the background and something is going on that makes you giggle. Obviously, I love watching, I love seeing people watch The Naked Gun, for yeah. example, and then seeing like someone fall over in the background or get tangled up in something, yeah, and loads of different people. Normally, normally OJ Simpson, yeah, yes, I mean, that's so <laughs> part weird, three, yeah, that's yeah, so weird to see him in that, so weird, yeah. I saw him in the Naked Gun before I knew he was a football player. Mm. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I was, I wasn't aware of. OG it's the leap career, that NFL he does career. as his wheelchair hits the, yeah, <laughs> hits the thing in the yeah. third one. It's just the the flight the way that doll flies. I love the way he's kicking. You know, when he kicks the door, he tries yeah. to kick the door open, and his foot goes through it. But those films are really difficult to watch because you're so distracted by everything that you can't. Yeah. But I just love that humor. It's so stupid. Um, so I'm, I guess maybe I'm saying I want to re. I'd love to remake. Naked Gun, wow. but maybe I it's don't. Because they're move. so good. It's, yeah. good. it's a good choice. No, it's a good choice, man. It's a really good choice. Obviously. And it's interesting that you, that that that's, that that choice because, in some ways, it it it's it happened. So like Brooklyn Nine, yes, yeah, Nine Nine yeah. Nine uh, would 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 Brooklyn, be a massive link Brooklyn to that. Nine, yeah. yeah, I would also chuck in a couple of British shows that maybe you know people would have heard of. I'd say. Uh, Show called Top Coppers that maybe didn't mm, get yeah, yeah. recognised as as highly as I great. With it, which which was, was, uh, was uh, Steen and and Kearns. and Kearns, yeah, Bill yeah, Wang. And Bill Wang was in it. Yeah, Bill yeah, Wang, yeah, was was good. Good. yeah, I love that show, and it was a very naked gun. Yeah, well, it, it anything with a, with a, with a kind of uh, Mostarsky and Hutch, I guess. Yeah, and so almost like a spoof of. Of the seventy yeah. drama, so like Starsky and Hutch, I guess. But spoofing Magnum. kind of um, was Starsky and Hutch before Naked Gun. Mm. The original. I'm, I'm assuming well, so because it was 70s. Yes. Yeah, but then yeah. Naked Gun was a motion picture adapted from Police Squad, right? Yes. I thought it was the other way around. Police Squad yeah, was I the think. show before the film. Yeah. So. I didn't know that. I love um, the you know the credits at the end where they oh yeah like, freeze mm. and then <laughs> someone in the background's moving around. And I just love it. I like them. Oh, and because then Naked Gun kind of and then uh, Hot Shots mm. was it because a very similar kind mm. of aesthetic. That was a yeah. That, that was Shane definitely Hunt. after 
I think after at least the first Naked Gun film. Yeah, there was think, like a wave. Of I think it came, yeah, the wave of them yeah. after that. But I think of of those films, obviously the Naked Gun. It, it's a is it, it's a trilogy, right? Mm. Mm. And then um, slightly choppy third one at points, but uh, you know, yeah, I haven't watched that for ages. With, with, is it? Is it the late Anna Nicole Smith? Is she dead? She is dead. Anna Nicole Smith is dead. Yeah. As is uh, Do you want to Google Leslie Nielsen? Leslie Nielsen as well. Yeah. Um, I heard Leslie Nielsen. One of the best things about him was that during the filming of Got Naked Gun, straight face. Right. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah. Completely deadpan, and everyone else would be losing their shit, and he would just be able to keep a straight face. Because mm. because the, the joke with Airplane is that they cast him because they thought who is the most serious actor we could think of yeah. to cast in this film, who wouldn't have a clue what's going on, and then he was just hilarious. But I feel like in Naked Gun, he kind of starts to realise what's funny about him. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of lost. I love Airplane. It's so good. Airplane is That genre is a, is, a, is a, you know, in some ways kind of spoofing, serious mm. kind of crime. I mean, even, you know, we know obviously Tom Davis, who's been, been doing an action team, which kind of yeah. spoofs the kind of Bond action genre. You know, it, it, those, those are... I think it's quite a good area to keep always kind of you can I think you can find ways to reinvent yeah uh, that kind of you know you probably wouldn't make well kind of if you're going to remake do you have to do it exactly the same no I That's think I think I think, I think you, you leave it relatively free and, mm. and yeah because like the, the Italian job was nothing like the original Italian job well the one that, yeah, the one that stands out really well as a as a kind of wow that's so different can we even be why are you even calling it the same name was was the total recall yeah uh, remake no wait no. <laughs> Yeah, are you saying it's a good? It's a fucking terrible it's a, film. I mean, it's a terrible film. It's a in my fucking opinion. terrible yeah, yeah, yeah. film. But it's the opposite. <laughs> it's not anything really like the original. No it's, right. They have yeah. no right. So yeah. much so that if someone else wants to make another Total Recall, they should be able to call it Total Recall, and mm. the remake of Total Recall should be able to forfeit the name of Total Recall. Because mm. I'm going to give we'll a spoiler like now. A, t- a Total have Recall you seen film, of Jason? all the copies of the film. You saw the new. We're Total talking recall? about the Colin. No, film. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Well, here's a plot spoiler for you. They don't even go to fucking Mars, Jason. And I know some people listening, man, I've watched it. They don't even go to Mars. They don't yeah. even get to fucking Mars. Where do they go? Good, great. Australia. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's what happens. That's why I brought this up, because I know it gets to you. I know. <laughs> ah! The fury. The fury. Oh, man. No, easy, Outrageous. Easy, so many. The, even the free boobed lady. Mm. Another iconic part, an, an iconoclast of Total Recall. Mm. And yeah. even Pussyhead. What do you think they were just trying to... Do you think it was just the title was... Just the title. Just but the, 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 plot has, thing to do. the plot has similarities in the kind of, you know, remember what you... You know, the whole memory thing. That's but, so weird. But the, but, the, but the way it's executed is like they tried to do a really serious version and then they completely changed the plot. But it's interesting to... That's, that's the perfect example of uh, it's a remake that isn't the same plot. So is that really a remake? Because if you took um, Airplane or yeah. Naked Gun... You really wouldn't have to stick to those stories, would well, you? So yeah. I think, so there, there is a film I'm trying to get the rights to at the moment, which I won't mm. mention. But well, we wish you hope, hope it happens. We do, but it's it's really annoying. So it's it's just the essence of it that I want to take. It's like the it's like the movement of it. It's really just the feel of it, and I'm actually now really annoyed that I even mentioned it. Have you? It's like, I, no, we're speaking. It's been done. This is a, a, a law of attraction or positive mental attitude. Speaking to existence, Jason, I, I, yeah. I, I'm of the school of you, you speak to it, if it is, as if it's already been done. Yeah. To, yeah. But so. it's not even like, that's, that's a, so it's like the spirit of Naked Gun into that film with the kind of same movement trajectory in the story, but it's literally not the same film and it's a different yeah. title. Are you trying to do I, it as a feature? A, are you as the idea? Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. Or maybe even like a little I like the, I want, I want it. To happen, I want it to happen for you. And uh, yeah, so. by you discussing it on the podcast, it's tacit agreement that I can appear as a support Mm, yes, in this particular uh, feature, Dame Baptiste in. Yeah, yeah. that's what it's going to be. In, um, I, in I know it. exactly. As soon as you said the question, Dave, I knew exactly what my answer what? was going to be. <laughs> oh, cool! He literally didn't even think. Which is is a hundred percent. I would remake Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Because, nice, that's because good, huh? because I think I don't know how much you love or remember those films particularly. I I I, I kind of vaguely remember it, but I remember it being so big. Like they had like a well, they have the animated show, animated show, which is always yeah, an indi- yeah. in, in, indicator of success. And then, yeah. also, the two definitely. big indicators of success is your animated show or Saturday morning cartoon mm. and uh, and being spoofed. Yeah, normally the big and sequel, yeah. well, and, oh, of course, sequel, yeah, big Fra- sequel. or bogus, franchise, we yeah, should say. Bogus journey. Mm. Do you remember much? I don't. I feel I have like an awareness of it, but I think maybe I was a bit too young. I, I mean, my brother it, used to watch it all the time. It 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 really is when you look back at it now, because obviously the style of the time, mm-hmm. they weren't quite sure how the world was going to respond to this 
fucking ridiculous plot mm. where two <coughs> sorry two stoner kids are failing their exams which they referred to as surfers in those days yeah exactly yeah it was <laughs> and, and that's what i mean the time changed now because like yeah. back then you couldn't say they're smoking weed or being these characters who are dropping out of school yeah and so these two guys are like failing their exam they're trying to research their history exam and they're rubbish at it and then a phone box lands out of the sky with a man in it who says i'm going to take you back in time so you can pass your test and, and 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 they go back in time and by coincidence they collect all of the famous people they can find yeah to come back and perform in their end of year history report like that plot is utterly mental isn't it it is 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 mental and then what they go on to reveal their their entitlement to why they are able to time travel yeah, well, Rufus, right? Yeah, Rufus. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do remember. It's basically, because they're the big, they save the world yeah. through their music because they're a shit rock band at the start, and then they wild, become wild stallions. Wild stallions. Yeah, yeah. good night. Yeah. I mean, that plot. I sound like I've gone mad. Like that. Neo was in it. Mm. I know. Keanu Reeves. Back Neo. when he could act. When he George could act, Carlin, right? George it? was playing Rufus, right? Yeah, George Carlin. And then the dude that played George Carlin, uh, Bill. Oh, is it yeah. the guy who played Bill? Um, his name is oh but he was in the lost boys though right google he was in the lost boys the 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 one thing that's incredible uh in terms of remakes is is is, is when you see people fuck them up so much so carrie mm. is i don't <laughs> know how often you how much you've seen uh, the original carrie but the original yeah. carrie brian de palma one of the most greatest mm. uh directors in the history uh, history of cinema like, famous end scene yeah, yeah. It, it, incredible incredible film Go and have a look online now at how many shit carries there's been since... Have there been remakes? There have there been, been loads of remakes. One with been... Chloe, Grace, uh, Chloe Grace Moretz was in yeah. one of the mm. most recent one. And again... Really? No. Stephen King is quite like liberal with letting people make stuff out of his books. More than Alan Moore is. Mm. Alan Moore was not happy about The Watchmen and he definitely was very yeah. vocal about that. Yeah. But um, if you've made something so great, I guess. Well, I yeah. But the, the Carrie yeah. remakes are. If, I, I really recommend people check out the the documentary about Brian De Palma. Yeah. Called De Palma, and he he talks about all his films throughout his career. Yeah. But the one when he talks about Carrie, and then at the end of it, he kind of goes, "Yeah, well, actually, if you go and look, and he just slags off all of the other Carries oh. that have been made. He's like, <laughs> literally, they did a plot that in the in the script meeting i said there's no way we're doing that that will be shit yeah and it's like it is someone, someone took it yeah yeah you're, you're right stephen stephen king is massively liberal with the adaptations because mm. i don't know if uh anyone saw the dark tower no i didn't see that one with idris elba yeah don't was it not good no i didn't why well, I, I i'm assuming no because i couldn't finish it wow. really yeah I, th- I think if you read the gra- graphic novel and then you or the read the comic and then you try and watch the, the film yeah yeah so it'll be tough one of my favorite Stephen King stories is when he wanted to work out what his demographic was and how broad it was. So he and his wife went to watch the first Carrie in Detroit, mm-hmm. very, very black area. And he's like, you know, there we were in the audience, like two grains of salt and a pepper grinder. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone was like applauding and they were shouting and stuff. And I can't like, even yeah. have imagined what it would have been like watching Carrie in the cinema. Yeah, it must have been era. terrifying. Because like, those, I mean, horror films weren't what they are now which is a yeah. big part of cinema mm. but that was a yeah. horrific film mm. even the opening sequence do you remember the opening sequence with the blood in the, the showers mm. yeah. yes like a, a, a kind of like for most people quite a kind of like oh it's girl shower or locker room yeah and it's this horrible sequence where they're all laughing at her and yeah yeah it's very horrible but then the kid shit himself in the sopranos good point, <laughs> yeah, good point. in the shower yeah. so no powers yeah yeah <laughs> And he had no, he had no powers. That's the podcast, isn't it, Dane? It is a podcast. It was fun. Thank you very much for coming, Jason. And Thank uh, you very much. yeah, uh, I'll be looking out for the radio show and let me know how this goes. I'd be, and again, uh, I'm available just for a walk on for a walk on camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Funny that don't have fedora or trilby. I have that range. I'll get you some headshots. It'll be fine. I love the trilby. Do you have a trilby? Uh, my dad has a trilby. We can get him a trilby. Get, get borrow a trilby from your neighbour and see what your dad. Oh no, no, I'm not okay. doing that. No, yeah, definitely yeah. not doing that. <laughs> You've been listening to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, hosted by Dane Baptiste. For more from Dane, go to danebaptiste.co.uk or follow him at DaneBaptweets. Our guest was Jason Forbes. You can follow Jason at Jason A. Forbes. I'm right, aren't I? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm fucking right. I get it wrong sometimes, but I got it right. Uh, the show was produced by me, Howard Cohen. Follow me at the Howard Cohen. Uh, music's by Faye Saki. 
Thanks to Polly and Gelly, we record at the Dairy Studios in Brixton. Thanks for listening. That's that. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.